All right. Hey, this is Ken from Juno Bike Doctor. And we're going to try something new. This is going to be the Bike Doctor podcast. Uh, don't know what this is going to be, but it'll be kind of um, certainly informal, uh, casual conversation, mostly about kind of what's going on bike-wise uh, with us here at the shop, but going to try to make it so that it's not too much of a shop thing. So just kind of general cycling life uh, for us here. Uh, so we're here in the shop. Um I'm hanging out with uh, Brandel. He's uh, uh, one of uh, the crew here. Uh, helps me out with some mechanic stuff, and, and uh, we ride together uh, pretty regular here this year. And uh, we're enjoying um, some pizza from Juno Pizza and uh, um, some frosty beverages from uh, Alaska Brewing Company. So, Brandel, what do you think? Oh, man, Juno Pizza. Woo! Some good get stuff. Much better than that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> Alaskan Brewing, thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No sponsors yet, but no. <laughs> Working on it though. Working right, on right. it. Yeah, yeah. Next year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I wanted to kind of. So we'll start off just a little bit. Um, again, it's not going to be an advertising thing, but this is kind of who we are. So uh, we're at Juno Bike Doctor, which is Juno's newest bike shop. Uh, we are um, uh, a little about myself. I. Uh, um, I worked in shops for, oh, about 12, 13 years or so uh, when I first moved up here in the late 80s uh, up until um, around 2000, 2001, I think, uh, was with Adventure Sports. And that's kind of where I cut my teeth uh, in cycling and as a mechanic and uh, um, got into it and, and did some events with the freewheelers, had a lot of fun, uh, but as Adventure Sports started to close... Um, kind of a tough one to, to see go. So I kind of got out of the industry, always kind of on the, the periphery, working on my own bikes and friends' bikes and stuff like that. And I uh, always wanted to open my own shop. Ran into a friend, and uh, um, he decided that this was something that would work. And so we started this. Um, started it in, we opened up in March. Uh, and, yeah, we just finished up our first summer. Uh, things went went pretty darn well. We're super happy with with how the first summer went. Um, ran into Brandel. He'd kind of come by the shop and hang out every now and again, and uh, he was here enough that we uh, kind of put you to work, didn't we? <laughs> Smartest thing you ever did. That's <laughs> right. Keep that's me out of trouble. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on. Um, having a lot of fun at the shop, working on a ton of bikes, sold a bunch of bikes, uh, met a lot of really cool people. Uh, and, uh, for me, you know, I, I rode off and on after I left adventure sports, but, uh, um, bought myself my first gift to myself after we opened the shop. I got a new, uh, uh, stump jumper 29er with all the bells and whistles and, uh, just enjoying the shit out of it. That's a nice bike, man. Yeah. That's yeah, a it's, nice bike. It's, it's more bike than I'll ever need. And, and it's way better the bike than, than I am a rider. But uh, um, it's been awesome. Bike like that'll make you uh, make you better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or it'll, it'll allow you to do things that you thought you couldn't do. You know, right? Um, yeah, that's the big thing. Well, and, and a perfect example. We went and rode uh, um, on Sunday, and it was my first time really riding in much snow. And uh, uh, there's a set of stairs over in Dredge that stairs have always been intimidating to me, so I've always kind of backed away. And and uh, uh, this time when we got to the stairs. Uh, you made it through the stairs before I got there, and 
I come walking around the corner, and, and uh, thank goodness you weren't having any of that. <laughs> I was like, get up. what are you doing? Get on your bike, dude. Right down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. In the season off on a positive note. That's come right. On. That's right. A little peer pressure. Turned around and uh, um, headed down. And uh, now I'm just kicking myself for not uh, taking that step, pun intended, <laughs> earlier in the year. Because, uh, man, these bikes, they just they get over everything. Just unreal. Modern geometry and uh, you know shock shock technology has come so far since you and I have talked about riding in the uh, mid '90s with the first uh, iteration of the shocks, uh, like the Rock shocks and stuff. So just unbelievably better. Oh, and, I mean, even a low end shock is better than the highest end uh, uh, first generation like Rock shock. You know, oh, for sure. Well, we were working bikes. on a bike earlier today. It was uh, an old Kona. That at the time was pretty high end. I think at the time this bike was more than a thousand dollars, but it had like the old Rock Shock Indie something or other. Yeah. And uh, I thought, man, this thing is pretty cool. And then I got a chance to kind of mess with the fork a little bit. And I thought, oh, man, it's come a long way from what we thought was cool and, and functional back then to what we've got now. I mean, it's just. Um, and one thing I'd, I've been trying to convince myself of is this this little saying that I keep in the back of my head, which is trust the technology. You know, this stuff will, uh, it'll get you through stuff that previous to this, I had no right, <laughs> you know, even going after. Yeah. Trying to ride it on, on your old school, like a cross country bike, you know, right, coming right. down some of those, like on the East there, right. coming down some of that stuff on the East, For sure. you know, yeah. just geometry, you know, would go, I, I've went over the bars on my old bike mm-hmm. numerous times there. Cause I just, wasn't well. Yeah, for sure. Well, like now I've got this this old Merlin titanium that I always wanted when I was younger, and now I've got that frame sitting up there that I want to build. But now I think, well, God, all the money I'm going to put into building this thing, and it'll be cool to look at, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as cool to ride. As, <laughs> That's funny, exactly. As I think it is going to be to put together. I was that way towards Ellsworth. Oh, right. I, back in the, I was living in Las Vegas back in the mid '90s, and they had this. This my buddy worked at a uh, ski. It's called the Ski Chalet, and it had the. It was a bike shop in the right. and uh, and skis and snowboards, you know. And we right. were into snowboarding and stuff. So, uh, but he had this. Uh, they had this Ellsworth up on on the wall, and uh, it was just looked so awesome, you know. And it was just looks. Everybody's like Ellsworth is is the greatest. Well, and, back then, yeah, yeah, those were those guys were cutting edge. Exactly, yeah. you know, but. Then so I kind of kept that mindset, and then I started seeing the bikes back in in the mid two thousands. You know when I started you know getting back into it, and uh, and it was like then it just people just took off and they didn't go anywhere. You know they right. kept their same technology, and other bikes were just just going past. Right. So it was just right. it was kind of funny. Yeah, um, how 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 it happens like that. Like you, these old bikes, you think they're so great, but modern bikes have just come so far oh yeah well it's like the snowboards too i mean we we both snowboarded quite a bit uh i did a lot when i was younger and i went through a period back in oh probably 2003 2004 where i decided i wanted to buy back every snowboard i ever had when i was younger because it would be cool to have those again and and uh, it was cool to have them but it was not cool to ride them you know, after you had, had a chance cool to ride ride new stuff. technology, you know, those things. There's a reason why nobody rides, you know, the old Burton Craig Kelly. 
yeah, anymore. It's a cool board, and it's kind of a nice nostalgia piece, but uh, you're not going to make that a, a a regular ride kind of thing. No, so, no, no, no. you know, and the mountain bike thing has been kind of funny. It's it's kind of turned into, for me, what it used to be years ago, which was, you know, we would snowboard all winter long. You'd be up there 50, 60 days all winter. And then as soon as the end of season event happened, it was straight into mountain biking, you know, and, and mountain biking was just a, a way to hang out with the same people you hung out with in the wintertime, yeah. you know, and uh, this year has been a lot of fun, kind of run into a lot of that uh, again and, and got that, uh, to me, this year has kind of put the fun back into riding again. You know? It was a good year. It was a really good, good year. Yeah, yeah. We had, some, we had some good times this year. Right. No, for sure. For sure. Um so when when you tell people what you're riding now, well, I'm riding a YT Jeffsy. It's a 2017 YT Jeffsy, and a carbon fiber frame, 150 millimeter travel front and rear. Uh, pretty uh, pretty. Uh, basically, guess you would call it just kind of an all mountain bike. You know, uh, not a downhill uh, bike by any means. Not a uh, not a cross country bike. Just right in the middle. So it's been a uh, been a been a pretty solid. I've been pretty happy with that bike. It's been a pretty solid bike. Uh, are yeah. the, not too many problems. Right, right. Looks like you know your way down the hill. Yeah, I That's do for okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it, the bike again. The bike. Oh, <laughs> the bike, for sure. Modern for day sure. bikes will yeah. keep you from <laughs> keep right. keep you alive. Right. You know? Well, they'll keep you going. So this has been kind of my my introduction to the the new geometry and the newer technology uh, on the bikes. It's kind of funny, you know. Bikes, for the most part, uh, as far as the way they function brakes and shifting systems that hasn't changed a whole lot so for me getting back into volume kind of uh, kind of maintenance type stuff it, it really had it didn't take that long to get you know there's some funky stuff out there suspension wise but the basic parts of a bike have been are pretty similar to what they used to be you know um but this was my reintroduction into the new technology as far as riding something really nice uh, i've got a, a an older turner that's a 26 inch wheel bike short travel uh, xc bike and it's a lot of fun but um you know when i first got on the stump jumper and i did a couple of of short rides uh, i didn't really get to experience much of what the bike does but then you and i went and rode perseverance yeah and nope. um we talk about best year ever to buy a a new bike. Yeah. I mean, just amazing summer. Everything was dry just about every time we rode this That's year. That's right. It was a beautiful summer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most of Perseverance is not a technically difficult place to ride, you know. But I did notice that there were some, you know, kind of tighter areas, some rocks and stuff like that. That that 29-inch wheel, uh, man, it, it goes over things on the way up a hill. Um a lot better than than I had imagined. I kind of figured that a 29er was going to be a little bit of a tank going up. Uh, and certainly it, it's, you know, the bike's not a light bike. But, uh, man, going uphill, it, it rides really nice. Made yeah. it through some stuff that, you know, prior to that on a 26-inch wheel would, certainly would have been more difficult. But, uh, man, when we got to the top and came back down, that was yeah. that was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like exactly that stuff a lot. Saying. Yeah. I like 29-inch wheels. I can't wait to go back to 29-inch wheels. Yeah. And when I sell that uh, that bike, it's going to um, buy a 29er. And I can't yeah, wait. if anybody wants a real cool Jeffsy. Yeah, I, I got one for yeah, sale. Yeah. I'll make you a smoking deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to a 29er. Yeah, nice. I, I miss it. 
Yeah. Um, I have a Canfield Brothers 29er. You've, you've seen right. that, mm-hmm. that the carbon fiber frame. Yeah. Oh, I love that bike. And that's probably one of my favorite bikes. I don't know. That'll be the bike I probably never get rid of. Right. Um, just because I like it so, yeah. so much. Um, it feels so good to ride it and everything. But it Plus, is a you're hard old tail. and it's a hard tail. It's a hard tail. So. <laughs> Every, <all laughs> Every old man's got to have a hard tail. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, it's a it's a great bike and um, and uh, I, it, I one thing I will say about twenty nine or we're having another twenty nine er is uh, uh, I love the way they pedal, the way they roll over things. They do make it easier for riders who aren't as good to kind of get out and ride and roll over things and and uh, I get stuck in less ruts or less root holes we call them whatever. Right. Uh, uh, with my 29er that I ever did with my old, I had an old transition bottle rocket, which was a great bike, but 26 inch wheel seemed that I got, I was always getting stuck in, in root holes, right. you know, in between the roots and, yeah. and having a hard time doing it. Probably just, I'm sure there are riders that wouldn't have any problem, but I was, you right. know, when I went to a 29er and it was like, it was so nice and I, I just kind of figured that 29 inch wheels was going to be my one wheel size. It's nice to have one wheel size through all your bikes so right. all your tires are compatible mm-hmm. all eating a, a, a lot more things you know so that right. just makes sense to me oh for sure some for people sure. it's it wouldn't be that big yeah. a deal but well and for me the one of the things that was a real eye-opener on that perseverance ride was as we were on our way up uh close to the end there's that bridge that on riders left had a plank that you could ride up to get up onto the bridge because it's a bit of a step up. They're not not too high, you know, probably a foot and a half or so, yeah. you know. And uh, so when I went up that plank, I tried to remind myself, okay, on the way down, when you get to that bridge, go riders right on the way down, and you can take that plank because me and stairs we don't we don't agree too well. <laughs> and uh, uh, at that point, you did. Yeah, yeah. And so we uh, we get up there to the end of the trail, and it's time to. To, to get coming back down and we got to that bridge way faster than I thought we were going to and uh, didn't even realize it but you know I was three quarters of the way across the bridge before I remembered oh yeah you know this one drops off at the end and I'm kind of a weenie and uh, but you know with with those wheels I just uh, it's a split second kind of thing trusted in it kind of unweighted a little bit and it just it went off the end the suspension did its job. The wheels did their job, and uh, and I kept going and uh, um, hurt myself a little bit on the way down because it's kind of hard to pat your back while you're riding, and uh, I was awful <laughs> proud. But uh, man, that uh, again, that technology makes me a better rider than I ever was before. Give That's a shout sure. out to modern day tires too. Oh man, yeah, yeah, for tires, sure. Tires, big. Big difference, right? I mean, yeah. Stock tires that come on bikes are usually just like cars; they're pretty junky. Right. And when you upgrade something, tires are one of those things you should upgrade oh, yeah. right away. Yeah. You know, and uh, well, and, and I've been, you know, for me again, I'm getting into, you know, this bike has at at what they consider an affordable level, um, all of the new technology on it. You know, it's got it's a 29er, it's a longer travel, it's a small frame. So the travel's a little bit shorter. It's like 140 mil front and rear. Uh, it's got the dropper post. It's got the hydraulic. So it's got all of that stuff on it. It's a 1 by 12. Um, I forgot where I was going. But, you know, it's one of those where, um, you know, I just have to remember that there's people smarter than me that design these things. They design them so that 
people that ride like me can probably enjoy a little bit more of the mountain and kind of, you know, stretch their limits a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's just been, tell you what, that bike has, has been a lot of fun. And the traction is another one. I was talking to you about it the other day is I don't think I've lost traction because of the equipment. I don't think I've lost any traction because of the tires uh, that are on there. Um, I've lost it because I've made mistakes. Yeah. You know, in a wet situation or something like that. But uh, man, these um, it, you know, talk about affordability of bikes. It, it, it used to be, you know, if you spent fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars on a bike, you probably didn't run into too many people that had a more expensive bike than you. Yeah. You know, back mm-hmm. in the nineties. Yep. Um, That's right. But now the top end of of bikes, you know, looking at most of these catalogs, the top end is north of ten grand. Which I would have never thought, you know, ten grand, yeah. and so it makes like my bike retails at thirty three, makes my bike seem really affordable, and they always they talk about these bikes as being the affordable, you know, full suspension bikes, but I've got that invested into it. I I've made some small changes, mostly out of vanity, you know, want it to kind of look cool, but. Um, at that price, I don't think there's anything that I need in the bike. There's not a, a part that I'd say, you know what, this other part's going to make me a better rider. You know, I could go with the carbon frame and be lighter, but it's not necessarily going to make. It, it's not a better part. It's a lighter part. If you're worried about being lighter, just go lose two pounds. Uh, I, well, you, you call me fat. <laughs> Call you me call fat. Me I fat. bought you pizza, man. Exactly. What are you doing here, man? Could you sound fat? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say you're fat. I remember back in the old days of, of uh, um, old days, back in the, in the 90s when I was riding a lot, uh, and I raced in a bunch of the, I didn't really race. I showed up to the races and I participated, but I was slow then too. Um, and everybody was into the light thing. Got to save weight. Got to save weight. And so I took one of those old specialized um, plastic water bottle cages I drilled the shit out of that thing. It was full of holes. And and I showed up to the race. I did it as a joke, uh-huh. you know. And uh, people looked at it. And a couple people looked at me and they thought, man, that's a, that's a pretty awesome idea. You just <laughs> saved like seven grams. Yeah, maybe. Eight maybe. grams. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Dude, you're the man. <laughs> you just saved eight grams. It's like cutting the end off your toothbrush. Exactly. You know? Wow. Kind of stupid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did some funny stuff back then. But, uh, um, no, digging the new stuff. Um uh, so riding, where you're riding a, a bunch here in town, and where else have, have you ridden, like outside of Juno? Uh, outside of Juno, well, I I lived in Colorado for a while, so I rode a lot of trails in Colorado. Um, I rode uh, two years ago. I actually went and rented a bike, and uh, went to um, uh, rode some. Uh, it's called White Ranch, out of, right outside of Denver, which is right outside of Golden. Actually, um, beautiful place to ride. If you ever get a chance to go ride all these, go. Go to Colorado and ride, man. Right. You guaranteed you won't be well. You're gonna you're gonna hate it because you're at eight thousand feet right. and it sucks <laughs> to ride at eight thousand feet. Yeah, you, you, but other than that, you'll you uh, you other than that you'll enjoy it. Right, you know? right. But uh, then I went to uh, to Winter Park. Now, when I lived in Colorado, I lived not too far from Winter Park. I lived right on the road to Winter Park. Basically, it was right on uh, Interstate Forty, uh, right off where. It, cuts off of i-70 little little town called empire so i would uh so i went a couple years ago with a buddy uh, a buddy of mine's kid actually uh i go down go down there to go pheasant hunting and stuff but uh his kids really into mountain biking and i said hey you want to go rent some bikes and go up to winter park and he says yeah so we went up there for a full day and took the lift and 
and uh, had an awesome time. I rented some downhill bikes and uh, nice. pretty sweet. It was yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I've ridden over in Fruta, Colorado. If you ever get the chance, Fruta is amazing to ride. Some of the best views, coolest trails you'll ever see, you know. So Fruta is a is a and it's becoming kind of a destination, you know, right. riding place, you know, for people uh, right there next to Grand Junction, Colorado. Right. So beautiful. Well, in Colorado, you, for years and years, was like the bucket list destination for anybody on a mountain bike you know you had to go to durango you had to do um trying to remember there there's a um the the iron horse oh yeah uh which was a a, a race or a ride there was kind of a big deal back then not the carbondale but the uh there's another uh race out of one of those little towns out there that, that that they do up and over the the I-70 corridor. Right. And if, when you live in Colorado and you travel the I-70, they've got some pretty cool bike places up uh, outside of Vail and going over to that side. Some some big uh, paved areas. Guys will go ride their, their road bike for 200 miles. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? And it's right. just, it's, 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 Colorado's pretty cool. Nice. You can't so go th- wrong. That, well, and also, isn't that where Joe Dirt dragged his, uh, his meteor? Yeah, it's yeah. to your day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have another beer. Yeah, it's to your day. And did you, I think you told me you rode uh, Whistler? Uh, I've only uh, snowboarded Whistler. Oh, I've never okay. ridden Whistler. I want to go there so bad in the summertime. Right, right. We have Whistler. to figure out a way to make a shop trip yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I like where your yeah. head's at. No, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I talked, so we were watching, um, we've got a TV in the shop now, and, and, I've always wanted one in the shop, but the one thing that really pushed me to bring it in here was Red Bull Rampage was Rampage. two weeks ago, I think. Yes. And uh, uh, and I'm watching it, and I know who I am as a rider, <laughs> and I'm not that guy, you know. <laughs> but none of us are that no, guy. <laughs> but none of us are that it guy. was really cool to watch and, and looking at at areas like that. Certainly not the areas of those guys, right? So as I'm watching, I'm thinking, oh, how far is you know, Virgin Utah from Salt Lake, and it's not that far. So, that far. maybe uh, we gotta uh, talk to uh, talk to our backer and figure out how we can do a a bike doctor road trip. You know. Well, what do you something. do is you fly, or you fly into Denver, and then ride, then then take the rent a car and go from Denver over into Grand Junction and Fruta, and then go from there down into because that's they're only like an hour away from uh, uh, from uh, Utah and and. Uh, uh, I can't think of a uh, big, big four wheel mountain bike place. Oh, like Moab. Mo- uh, Moab, yeah, right, right, right there. From they're not that far from, yeah. from Moab. So, and there is some amazing trails in Moab. From from what I see, I've right, never right. been there, but yeah. uh, I've driven through there, and it looks looks pretty damn. That's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Someday. Someday. So, riding in town, what's what's kind of um, Brandel's been nice enough to kind of show me again. You know, some of the trails that I rode uh, when I was riding a lot, uh, helping me get back into things. But what, um, what's kind of your your go-to, you know? Well, I love the, uh, I love the East Glacier Loop, uh, but there's a lot of tourists on the loop, and it's getting more and more. So you got to kind of be right. a little careful there. I used to try to go real late uh, right. in the summertime. You know, we have so much light. You can, right. you can push that stuff real late. But mm-hmm. e- even then, you might see some tourists on, on the right. trails. Uh, and that's okay. Just just be re- like like anything else. Just be respectful. Right. You know, yeah. just slow down. Hey, uh, we got two more coming. Whatever. You know, right. We got, right. Hey, how's it going? Good mm-hmm. to see you. You know, and yeah. I, 
um, that the the uh, the West Glacier is one of my one of my uh, that that's kind of my go to trail because yeah. I live in the valley, so right. I just jet out there real quick, do a do a quick jaunt up, right? Come back down, you know. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not a big deal, um, you know. Then obviously perseverance, perseverance is a is a fun trail to ride. I love the Red Mill Loop. It's fun. It's cool. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's a great place. Then um, you got the uh, the treadwell ditch. We we uh, we rode that. Yeah, we rode a small portion of that. Yeah. You know, the one thing I like about that one, and, and uh, you know, hats off to uh, the Juno Mountain Bike Alliance and and, and Jack and, and his crew and the trail mix trail folks mix for all people, the work yeah. they've done on that. Really stoked to see more of that trail become accessible. Uh, I know that for years it's been kind of a, a goal to get you know from Eagle Crest down past sandy beach and uh one thing that i liked about when we went road it was kind of a little bit of a not one of our great summer days but still a pretty decent day um but we did it with just one vehicle and and riding our bikes back up a hill um to where we parked would not have been too cool but we rode from lawson creek area just about to the glory hole and the nice thing about that trail is that no matter where you are it's not a steep climb to come back you know it's just a little bit of a grade and so it's like an xc trail Mm -hmm. totally um there's been a lot of work done on it so it's super rideable everywhere um and you know if you do leave a car just in one area you can ride back and it's not that big a deal you know yeah that was that and, was a pretty sweet then, ride. And you're close to the dip, the Douglas Island Pub. That's so right. Go, that's right. Go, go ride. Post ride libations. Go, go have a beer yeah. afterwards. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. Love the yeah, dip, man, the dip is amazing. Yeah, awesome. their pizza, their beer. Oh, for sure. Everybody, everybody's the real view. cool there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The view in the summertime. I love the view. Yeah. Well, and then other news in in trail stuff is, uh, um, I know the the city and Eaglecrest had the folks from from Whistler come up. That's right. And they took a look at Eagle Crest. They did. That's cool. Kind of a big deal. You know, I know for years there's always been talk about trying to do something up there. And then with the advent of lift access, uh, people wanted to do some stuff. And uh, uh, and the new manager up there, David, he's uh, he's totally into the cycling thing. I met him when he first moved to town. And, and uh, um, he's a good guy. I, I think it's going to be a, a cool fit. I just hope that, uh, you know, uh, money being tight with the city, and you know, Eagle Crest has had some rough years. And, but I think uh, finding other ways to um, to make that facility uh, generate some revenue year round, diversify is, your income. Oh, for income. sure. Yep. Yeah. When well, they've got a new cabin up there now, mm-hmm. uh, is there's, it done? I th- I think I heard some work. Maybe they're just starting on it. I was talking to Could, Gary. I mean, the other day. I, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, I forget so I what wondering. the deal is. But I know there. That's you know. There's talk about more cabins up there too. You know. Um, so I was yeah. a little sad to see they didn't get their liquor license up there, or their beer and alcohol, yeah, their beer that, and wine license. I I understand there's more to it than just saying no. They just. Yeah, I got to no. call kind of political BS on that. I I think there's something going on. It's kind of screwy and and uh, it's a shame. You know, this is. You know, I, not that I've been to a ton of ski areas, but I've been down south enough to know that uh, um, not having a beer and wine license at a minimum is an oddity for any ski area, you know. And uh, you talk to some folks, and they're all up in arms. Well, it's not a very safe place. You can't be having people drinking and driving down that hill and blah, blah, blah. Nobody says two words about them driving in the wintertime, people that are going downtown or to the valley and hanging out at the bars there. 
but all of a sudden this this one little place and everybody's you in the, know everybody's out in the parking lot right i know so like, i mean don't don't get me wrong dude. It's, i i know i've seen plenty of folks myself maybe once or twice included stumble <laughs> I mean, out of the heard, back of the van yeah yeah yeah, myself, yeah but i've heard people do right that. right there's there's totally, been rumor this has been, been rumor, rumor. But i've yeah. never seen it yeah. and i don't know who does it but <laughs> this is what i've heard yeah but, next subject but next subject next, <laughs> next subject. subject it's not getting any trouble so next time, we'll do a quick shop thing, and it's not going to be a sales thing. But, um, Buy stuff from the bike doctor. Yeah, yeah, do, do that. He's starving. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, well, one of the things that, uh, that's been kind of funny, we talk about it all the time, is uh, bike maintenance. And so, mm-hmm. like for yourself, what, what's kind of your regular thing, I mean, as far as keeping your bike up and running? What kind of, uh, do you have like a regular routine as far as cleaning and stuff like that? and <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm actually in the middle of trying new things here. So uh, I read a couple years ago about uh, a biggest one of the big problems. So I, I was the kind of person who would, who uh, obviously around here in the water, your chain, your chain's a big deal, or it, it always has been f- for me. So big problem that I had was uh, I would lube my chain right before I went on a ride, right. and I would get just my it, my my everything would just get covered with with needles and just right. dirt and mud it was gross and uh it was like was like what so for some reason i just happened to click on something on pink bike or something like that an article and one of the things they said was like this guy was like hey so oil your chain after your ride in the in the water he goes go home rent your bike off whatever or don't rent your bike off and i'll go into that in a second right you know what i mean he goes go inside and just oil your chain at that point right and let it get all goopy, whatever, put as much on there as you want. Then before you take it out of the, the garage on your next ride, wipe it down then, you know? Right. And uh, that made so much sense to me, and it's so stupid, but it just was like, why didn't I just, right. <laughs> why didn't I think of that, you know? But, yeah, oh well, yeah. I mean, so, but that's kind of what I've been doing lately. Um, and uh, another thing I started doing was, I started rinsing. I stopped rinsing my bike after every ride. Right. So I'll just kind of take it in the driveway and kind of like let it hit the tire, you know, th- pick it up and drop it on the right. tires a, f- a few times. Get all the basic, inf- everything I can off outside. Some people may think that's dumb, but then I take it in the garage and I'll let it dry in the garage because I figure, like, what's the difference of, uh, of uh, spraying it down with a hose or the water that's on it from, from, from out right. riding, right. you know? Um, I kind of figured the hose probably has a little more pressure. It was going to do, going to get into the bearings more. Right. So I take it in the garage, let it dry, and I just take a little whisk broom, a little handheld whisk broom, and just knock all the dirt off. Right. Uh, the when it's in the garage, dry, and then sweep that stuff up. Yeah. And sweep sweep it out, and I think that's a little easier on my uh, on my stuff than anything else. You know, I'm not spraying more water right. on my bib, on my bike. We live in a rainforest, and it rains here. This summer was an anomaly. You yeah, know I mean? totally. You know, she's gone, and we're never yeah, going to see her again. Because yeah. you know? yeah. next summer, it's not going to be yeah, like that. We'll, we'll pay for this summer next exactly. summer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. going to pay for that. So that, um, obviously, tire pressure, uh, tubeless. you got to watch tire pressure a lot more with that. But right. uh, uh, even that hasn't been that bad. You know, mm-hmm. some tires tend to leak more. Uh, uh, the tires I have now tend to hold pressure pretty well. Right. So nothing like that. So yeah. it's been a uh, other than tire pressure, uh, 
Um, and like I said, just a few things that I've tried. It seems like my bearings last a little longer if I'm not always spraying it down after every ride. Right. If it's really bad out, then maybe I'll do it. But I haven't. This summer wasn't bad at all, so right. I hardly had yeah. to spray my bike down at all. That could be more it than anything right. else, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that... Um, well, it was funny, you know, when we came back from that ride on on Sunday, and so just reference today's what, no, oh, it's November 6th. November 6th, 6th election ele- day. Election day. So we're here with all of our electronics turned off, mostly not paying attention to election stuff. <laughs> it's a dark shot. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no and, uh, um, thanks for bringing the candlelight. Anyway. <laughs> no problem. But, uh, um, so, yeah, we rode on Sunday, and, and there was not a lot of snow, but there was snow all over the trail. And uh, I was amazed at how much snow we had packed onto our down tube on the frame. Yeah. When we got back here to the shop, it was we had probably a couple inches worth of, of snow and ice that got packed up in there. And uh, we just used some hot water to, to rinse this thing off. But kind of where I was getting to when I asked you about this, kind of a self-serving thing, but... Uh, Folks, if you're listening to this, clean your dang bikes up. Holy smokes. For for us, one of the things that, that we do here in the shop when we're starting to work on a bike is we clean the bike first because, you know, for one, it's part of a frame inspection, but it gives us a good idea of, of what we're working with as far as um, the condition of the parts that are on the bike. And um, it, it just, man, oh, man, the amount of time that we put into um just getting so that we can see the pulleys on the derailleur, <laughs> the or or exactly. or you know see you know the, the all the plates that are that are on the chain, you know, um, and and part of it is just you know we live in a rough climate for sure. I can't imagine there's many places that are worse than a rainforest uh, in southeast to be to be owning and riding a bike. Uh, on the regular, uh, but yeah, a, a little cleaning, holy smokes, can go a long, long way. Uh, and and for me, I'll, I'll use a little, uh, you know, simple green and and water and uh, a, a little brush and kind of clean the cassette, clean the chain. Uh, I, I've got one of those Park Tool chain cleaners uh, that works really well. And uh, um, that little bit, I think people would be amazed at how much longer their bikes will live and and how less they'll pay in maintenance in the long run when they keep the thing clean. It's like with your car. If you change your oil regularly and deal with your plugs and stuff like that, um, or it, it, it's like the house. You know, you, If you break a window and you don't fix the window, then the next thing that breaks don't look so bad because it's next to something else that's already broke. You know? <laughs> you will. <laughs> I see where you're so going with that. So if you keep it a little bit cleaner, they, they just they seem to live a lot longer. Uh, but uh, one of the things I've gotten a kick out of working in the shop this year is um, we've seen some old bikes come through here. Yeah, there's some stuff bikes. that uh, that came from Adventure Sports back in the late '80s when I was there. I saw some bikes with the old OM cycles stickers. I worked for those guys for a little bit back in like '92, I think. Wow. Uh, some old Mountain Gears stickers. Blood, sweat, and Mountain Gears. That's right. That's right. Saw some <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah, come give through. a shout out to those guys. Yeah, dude. yeah, really cool. So it's been kind of neat seeing kind of the history of of cycling. You know, coming running back through the shop, and in fact, the place where we're located was somebody else's shop before. So um, we're hoping that there's uh, some good mojo still left uh, um, here in the store. But um, gosh, I don't know. We've we've been on for a while. I don't want to get too too long winded on this. Anything that you want to kind of talk about a little uh, bit, or well, I mean, I guess we'll start off with first thing. I mean, 
uh, cleanliness is next to godliness when it comes to your parts, um, but grease and stuff is, isn't always your friend, you know what I mean? Right. So Because like we were saying, you know, that stuff just holds in the dirt. So uh, the right kind of grease at the, the right kind of oil is more even more right. what most people would do at the right time right. is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But getting rid of that is getting rid of what you don't need is kind of important. You right. know, you'd be like you were saying with the pulleys, like on der- derailleurs and stuff. Right. I mean, it's really caked up on a lot of these on there. And it's oh, just because sure. somebody just keeps adding and adding and adding. Right. And never, right. never, it never takes it off. You right. know, exactly. never gets rid of all that dirt, you exactly. know, and that really hinders uh, proper shifting. And, uh, most bikes we deal with, uh, you know, have, uh, uh, shifting issues, you right. know, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, that's uh, and that's usually kind of a big part of it is the uh, is the cleanliness you know, right uh, getting to that plus right. maintenance cables and stuff they they stretch right there's oh, no yeah. there is no way to uh, to have them not that's right. what that's what right. they do yeah they stretch so right oh yeah. for sure yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, keep it you know, some people I, I've talked to before you know that one of the things that that they say um, that, that they're real religious about is when they finish their ride they um, dial things down. So that they're in the the small ring in front and the small cog in back because that takes some pressure off the cables oh, yeah. and off the chain and on your sense. your springs and the derailleur uh, makes sense. I don't, you know, I'm I'm a little particular about my stuff, but I've never really thought of that one, uh, or or I've never necessarily done it intentionally. Yeah. You know? I've never done it intentionally, right, but right. maybe I will. Maybe I'll well, try. and now with the one by. You've only got one derailleur that you gotta. Yeah, with the one by, it's a totally right. different can yeah. of worms. Yeah, and that's the other thing, folks. Get rid of your front derailleur. Figure out a way to do a one by drivetrain because man, oh man, it, you're gonna uh, be way happier. You're not gonna miss anything. Yep. That's for sure. You know, you got, you know a few less moving parts that are on there. Less moving parts, less oh. to go wrong. Right, you know? for sure. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If you want to bring it in here, we'll. You want to oh, pay yeah. us? We'll yeah, fix yeah. it. We'll no fix problem. it. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem fixing right, it. Right, right. Uh, but. Uh, uh, do yourself a favor. One buys are the way of the future, um, especially if you want a a bike that is uh, I don't want to say bulletproof because nothing's bulletproof, right. but a bike bike that will ride for a long time and you will have to put less maintenance into. Let's let's face it, you're going to spend less money keeping up a one buy system. Right. Um, and when we say one buy, it's one uh, cog up front and all your shifting cogs are in the rear. Right. So yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, a 10, 11, 12 now. Right. Uh, I heard there's a 13, but right. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, there's all kind of stuff you, you can do to to make sure that you have the climbing capacity um, uh, still and still Yeah, those cassettes it. now on, on the rear, like on mine is a 1x12, and, and my, my big cog in the back is a 50-tooth. Yep. And in the past, I think it was running like an eleven twenty eight or an eleven thirty, and now my looks like a dinner plate. Well, yeah, and it's bigger than my biggest ring I've ever had yeah. on my mountain yeah. bike before. You yeah. know, it it kind of looks weird, but uh, man, oh man, it it uh, um, I'm not missing any climbing gears. That's for sure. No. You know, it, and full suspension bikes, uh, one by drive trains have really, really made it so that uh, engineers can engineer a better suspension with a one by right um, right so uh the the travel and chain growth which is going into it probably another segment of what we'll go into right. chain growth and why full suspension bikes um, right. yeah. uh, but that uh, a one by eliminates a lot of those problems that uh, engineers were having with full suspension bikes in two and three rings of right yeah. so well and and another talking about technology and new stuff 
it's kind of one we we both hated. Didn't even want to deal with them. But now we got them in the store, the the e-bikes, the pedal assist. Yes, e-bikes. You took one for a spin. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. I actually you don't, liked you it. You don't want to admit I don't it. Want I can to like see it. it. I, I, you're right. I don't. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. I'm like, I should smack myself, you know what I mean, for saying I liked it. But um, it was uh, it was kind of nice. Uh, you will not regret having an e-bike. I promise you that. Uh, uh, I know there's a few guys with e-bikes in town. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think... I wouldn't think if any less of anybody having an e-bike. I might get an e-bike one of these days. Right, um, uh, right now we have some comp- some more what you would call commuter style e-bikes right. here in the shop. Uh, they're pretty fun to ride, yeah. you know. And you just go a little faster uh, and keep up a, a keep up a consistent cadence. Right, you're still you're still pedaling and you're still working out. Right, but it's you can go farther without. Like, for sure without killing yourself yeah least, yeah you know? so we got we got these in i I totally was not an electric thing and and part of that was you know kind of an old school mentality if you're gonna ride a bike ride a bike you That's know right. uh, and then we had had some people come in with with some of these uh, kit electrics and some of these kind of direct to consumer electrics that uh, uh it's kind of a bummer it, you know i like that i think they try to keep things affordable but when we've had the chance to work on those bikes, um, they're making the bikes affordable by putting some not-so-great parts on it. So you've spent good money on not-so-good parts. And so that part's been a little unfortunate. And uh, so, yeah, I fought the thing, and I went down to Interbike in Reno, and that was my first time back at Interbike in, in a lot of years. And what I was um, blown away by was when I went to the demo, and I didn't have the time, a chance to ride, but when I went to the demo, everybody had some e-bikes in their booth, and there were some vendors that that's all they had in their booth was electrics, and uh, uh, people were just all over the darn place on those things. And so, when um, when I was flying back, I stopped in Seattle. I met with our specialized rep, and and he put me on a couple of. Uh, 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 more like this Turbo Como that we have here, um, that style, more of a comfort fitness type of bike, um, commuter style. And uh, holy smokes, totally changed my mind. And uh, uh, so we brought a couple in, and um, when when we got our first one built, I uh, um, I pulled the executive card and uh, rode it out to, to Auk Lake just to take some pictures. And when I came back, I was talking to Natalie, and and uh, I told her, I said, you know what? I said, it's a nice day. Uh, I think you got it. <laughs> and, and I'm going to go for a ride. So I took off from here and, and rode into town and uh, uh, learning kind of what, where I ride that bike best as far as gearing and how much assist I want uh, and, and what's what I'm going to get battery life out of the thing. And uh, so I cruised around uh, downtown for a little bit and uh, um, then... Uh, uh, came back to the shop here and um, from town to the shop I rode um, I was in like seventh eighth gear most of the time and I was at the middle setting on the motor so I was using kind of half power and uh, I did 18 miles an hour consistently never stopped pedaling 
And that's one of the things I like about these, they're a pedal assist. So you have to pedal in order for the motor to kick in. Yeah. So there's some incentive exactly. for you to You're keep not, pedaling. It's not a free you ride. Can't it's just not a push motorcycle. A button. Right, exactly. It's not a motorcycle. Yeah, it, is yeah. A pedal. it only works if you are pedaling. Right, you know? and what was cool is, you, you know, when you're riding on the trails, you, I, I don't think I notice it as much, but when I'm riding on the street, and you get that burn in your legs, you get the burn in the quads, and uh, then you start hating being on your bike there for a little bit. Um, I never got that feeling on this bike and uh, never stopped pedaling the whole way. I said, did the 18 miles an hour. I think it was um, about a 25-minute ride from town out here to the shop and uh, didn't get winded. I wasn't drenched in sweat. I was a little wet because it started raining on the ride back. But, um, man. You didn't bring a jacket, did you? No, why would I do that? <laughs> why would I bring, why would a, jacket? I bring a jacket? I live in a rainforest. Exactly. No rain why would yeah. I do that? And, uh, uh, but, yeah, no, really nice ride. Put my wife on it. Um, she's getting one next spring. She's committed to uh, to getting one, and she's going to commute uh, every day on that. So we'll throw some fenders and lights and stuff like that on it. But, uh, man, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and, you know, as I look... Down the road to, you know, there's nothing wrong with my bike, but, you know, the you, there's always that N plus one theory. you got to have one more in the equation. And uh, looking at, I mean, there's trail bikes that are pedal assist. Oh, yeah. You know, and some... Some more nice trail bikes, gravity style, I mean, which is kind of weird. Specialized has really done a good job. I since you got the bikes, I right. checked out some uh, specialized bikes uh, to see what they were like. Yeah, right. they've done. They've made some really nice uh, trail bikes that are, uh, yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, that's the only way to put them, man. They're right. you're, you you can do some really nice trails on right. on, on those bikes. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and and the thing, of, I guess, for us that's kind of interesting. This is all I know. Electric wise, aside from the stuff that people have brought in, uh, but I haven't had a chance to ride any of the other brands. You know, I saw a bunch of them being ridden, and uh, I'm pretty excited about the 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 next stage of electric because I saw electric cargo bikes, electric uh, enduro. Yeah, bikes. yeah, but these are like full on, like, like long tail. Oh, long tail. Yeah, yeah, cargo type. These bike. guys are the ones that have the bike, the the bat or whatever. They got the cargo up front. Oh, right, you know right. I mean? Yeah, and, uh, that's guy, probably Kirk. That guy's got everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that is him. Right. So, yeah. But uh, no, I'm pretty stoked about the the next phase of of electrics. The motors on this thing, you can't even hear the thing yeah. when you're riding it. You know, um, it's is it heavier? Yeah, but it. It's not, you know, for the kind of riding that that bike's built for, it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. And uh, when I rode it without the motor running, it seemed to run fine. I didn't didn't feel like I was pushing too hard. We've worked on a couple that uh, if uh, if their motor ain't working, you're hurting, you know. <laughs> but uh, but these this was pretty nice. This was pretty nice. I'm pretty stoked. So um, heading into winter, uh, maybe gonna switch out to some studs. We got some studded tires on the way. That's right. uh, maybe tires. a fat bike in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Rode I'm with hoping. Natalie over the weekend. Yeah. Natalie. She was ruling it. I learned a lesson riding with her. Never go for a ride with a marathon runner. Yeah, that's the truth. They never get tired. Because they don't get tired, <laughs> exactly. They just ride. Yeah, yeah. They'll stop and look at you like, what's wrong? Right, Why right. are you well, tired? And you it was funny, just... too, because we, you know, when we got off the trail and we were riding back to the truck on the street, I thought, oh, man, she's really going to be hurting because she got the fat bike, not carrying a bunch of air pressure. Man, that just wasn't even fair. <laughs> she, exactly, she dude. Is, 
Iron we, Man. You know, You're next year, even. we got to get her on a road bike for next oh, year. No, I can't do that. I no, can't. not not you. Oh, no, I was like, no. Her. Gonna, no. <laughs> it's just going to be like 10 miles. Right, no. Door mile. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to do that for? Yeah. Anyway, hey, um, I think we're just going to call it a show. A show? You know, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we got a little bit of pizza left, a little mm-hmm. bit of beer left. Uh, but I think, yeah, as an introductory, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, felt, yeah, felt good. Pretty I'm good. Well, uh, hanging out, drinking beer, and eating pizza. <laughs> exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hanging yeah. out, drinking beer, right, talking right. about bikes, eating Yeah, yeah. We, this is what we do anyway. This is exactly. You know? This is what we do in the shop anyway. Although, I keep, my phone keeps lighting up, like, mm-hmm. and, and it's a text from my wife. And so, uh, we should probably wrap it up here soon. But, uh, um, folks, uh, if you listen to it, um, give us a like. I'll throw this up on Facebook. Uh, and... Um, and oh, this is the Anchor.fm um, podcast app. I uh, heard somebody talking about it online recently and thought I'd give it a shot. Um, if you liked what you heard, um, give us a, a like on Facebook. Uh, if you've got any questions, um, shoot me an email. You can reach me at ken at junobikedoctor, all spelled out, ken at junobikedoctor.com, or reach me uh, through Facebook Messenger or whatever. Just stop by the shop. Uh, we don't know what this thing's going to be, but it's going to be fun. What do you oh, think? Yeah. I think it's going to be real fun. Right on. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool. Well, we're going to sign out. Um, you guys have a good night, uh, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. All right. How long was that?